Hey, welcome back to the Top Pros Podcast, where we actually unlock the shocking secrets of the top 1% in real estate. I'm your host, Sean Channels, and I'm excited to bring you the insights and the inspirations from some of the most successful real estate professionals throughout the United States. So we do it. All right, put your face on. I'm on. All right. Two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Top Pros Podcast, where we're actually unlocking the secret strategies and systems and, and secrets of the top 1% of the real estate professionals in the United States. Today, I am super excited to have an analytical conversation about how to go find a property for somebody that can't find one. Wow, that's interesting. And what's funny is in the green room, Adam goes, I don't know if you got a product for this. And I'm like, well, that's exactly what we specialize yeah. in, dude. So Adam, First of all, welcome. Uh, give us the one minute soundbite on who Adam is, where you work, what do you do? Are you like a solo agent team? What's going on there, pal? Yeah, thanks for having me, Sean. Um, you know, I'm in the South Jersey Shore, which is basically the southernmost part of New Jersey, landing in Cape May counties. Um, I think I'm going on my 13th year in real estate. I've had a small Ooh, team, wow. solo agent, gone back and forth, you know, kind of seeing the inter different iterations of, of the market here. And, um, you know, but I've always been in production myself. And, you know, I've been doing over 50, you know, transactions the last few years, just as a solo agent, ignoring any team transactions. So let's, let's, let's break that down for the people who are the consumers out there. What's mm -hmm. production? Well, we look at it two ways, either the number of units, we call it, which is the number of houses that you're selling. Well, well right? I, I think I, I wanted to clarify it even dumber, dumber, dumb, dumber than that, which is, ladies and gentlemen, production means he's actually out selling. He's out on the end yeah. of the boat, catching the fish, mm -hmm. bringing the fish onto the boat. And he's the guy when he says, hey, I'm going to work with you. He's going to work with you. Not somebody, not a minion. Exactly. So Adam, you said, you mentioned something you said to me, hey, I got this guy who's looking for a house. Tell us that story again. Let's open that up for a dialogue between you yeah. and we'll talk through it. So, so we have, we've had a couple of people where we're in this extremely low inventory market and we have to create inventory or meaning we're working with buyers and there's nothing on the market that fits their needs. So we have to go out and find something off the market for them. And it's something that we've seen success in, in the last couple of years or so, while we've been dealing with this low inventory market. Okay. So let me just back into this for a little bit for the people that aren't aware of this. And, and by the way, Adam and I are like probably two pieces from the pot. He just got quoted in Fortune magazine. I've been on Bloomberg News, Bloomberg Radio, and all that other stuff. So we're two analyticals that are probably the most analytical you're going to find. Here's the scary part. Is, we'll try and keep this exciting, though. Right. We're going to try to take the numbers out of it and make it emotionally driven. But um, at the end of the day, the numbers are exciting because here's the deal. If um, what you just got, you know, what you're what you're alluding to is right now, we normally have six and a half, six and a half million houses that sell a year. I'm assuming you'd agree with me on that, Adam, right? Yep. And and right now we have the inventory for of 4.3 was the last I heard, uh, 4.5. Um, so that leaves a lot of appetite for housing, but no inventory. And what okay. you're saying is is hey, if there's if there's none out there, unlike where most people say, well, they're not making any new dirt. Yeah, but they are making new houses if you know how to be creative. So mm -hmm. what we just talked about and, and what you're talking about is trying to find an old house giving it a facelift, giving it a renovation, ripping off the roof, putting another story on it, and or taking it right down to the timbers and going yep. up from there. So mm -hmm. in your market, what, what, first of all, um, what is the, what is the end user looking for as a finished home? What is the, what is the ideal product in a soundbite? How many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, and what is the average price of that house? Yeah. So, I mean, in today's market, most people are looking for those four bedroom condos in our market. That's a duplex. So you're getting two condos. You may keep both of them. What most people are going to do is hold on to one and sell the other one. Two baths. Two baths. 
So let's just say, let's, just, square let's, feet. let's keep it simple. You got, you got a two-story house. You got a two-story house. And we're going to cut it in half. We're going to give somebody mm -hmm. one half of it. It's four bedrooms, two bathrooms. How yep. much is that worth, Adam? Uh, right now, if you're a couple blocks to the beach, you know, it's about, you could buy the land for about 1.6 million. What's the, finished, what's the finished house worth? Probably about the same, about 1.6, 1.65 million, you know, per unit. 1.65. So you're going to buy... Let's call it fifteen hundred square feet for one point six. Is that about right? Yeah, about fifteen fifty. Right. Yeah, right there. All right. So we're gonna. So if somebody was to go buy it retail, they they're looking to pay one point six to one point eight million, right? Correct. And now if let's, they can find one, right? If you can find one. So, but right now we just said there is none of those. So let's back yeah, into how we're gonna go create it. So let's let's back into the numbers and go. Okay, well I got a guy who's gonna. We already know we have somebody that's gonna buy one of these. Mm -hmm. Do you think if we had two of them, somebody would buy the other one? Absolutely. And what do you think they would sell that one for? Probably about the same, right? Correct. Right. So we have a total, we have a total acquisition price or we have a total sale price of, of 3.3 million, right? Mm -hmm. And you mentioned it a second ago. If I was to buy an old crappy house on a, that had a lot that was, what is it, 40 or 50 by 100? It's 40 by 100. You're looking for about 4,000 square feet in land. So it's about a 40 by 100 lot. Okay. So 40 by 100 and a, and a 40 by 100, how much am I paying for that piece of the land? Your last one I know of just sold for one six five. So okay, so let's call it million. one six just to keep the numbers simple because I have like a fourth grade education, <laughs> right? And how much is it going to cost me to demo the house? Uh, fifteen thousand is a good you know safe number. Fifteen thousand, okay. And how many square feet am I going to build out? So you have two units there. You're talking about approximately three uh, thousand square feet. You know, okay, so three thousand three thousand square feet of finished space, right? And then I also have another, call it thousand square feet of rough space, which is going to be outside roof, that kind of stuff. And if you had to estimate, I mean, like I'm going to guess, um, do we have to put it on pilings, or do we, or are we, uh, we're going to assume it's already on pilings? Uh, no, you're you're going to have you're going to need a new foundation, which is okay. typically pilings. The engineer will recommend that. Right. So how much am I how much am I looking in in uh, soft cost or to get the to prep the land? before we start building on the land, like to put in the pilings and ready to build it. Yeah. I mean, all in, you can, I don't know the exact cost just for the foundation, but you can build that house for about 275 to $300 a square foot right now. Okay. So let's just it. say three, 300 a square foot. Right. And we got, we said it's about 3,500 to 4,000 square feet. So uh, we 3, got nine, we got a million, uh, we got a million five to build it. Right. Uh, you, use, use three, 3,000 square feet at 300. That's uh, 900,000. 900, okay. So that's nine, that's 900,000 to build it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you that you probably have another, you probably have another uh, New Jersey state. It's going to be uh, probably about three and a half percent for the construction building, carry all that crap. Mm -hmm. so another, it's, it's another, you know, call it, call it $40,000 just to be safe between taxes and all that. Right. So we're now in for call it 950. Right. And so we got a, we got, we have the cost of the land, which was 1.6. Mm -hmm. Right. And we got another, we got another million call it net, you know, plus or minus a million bucks. Yep, so it's, exactly that. It's mm -hmm. 2.6. And how long is that project going to take us? You can get that done in, th in six months, six months. And by the way, in, in, in your area, right, you can only demo properties during certain periods of time, correct? 
Yeah, approximately Labor Day to Memorial Day, meaning right Labor Day Memorial season. Day, which means that they have to work through the winter, and you got to have a strong team of experts that are going to get you through it. Because if they don't demo yep. it in time, they're going to force you to go back to the next year, and then you're carrying that property for the period of time. Exactly. So, so now we're in it for a million. We're in it for we're in it for two point six, and if we did our math right, we have a three point three million dollar sellout. Right. Yep. And we're going to, we're going to, the builder is probably going to, it's probably going to cost the builder roughly seven and a half to 8%, call it 92%, 93% is going to be the, the net takeaway. So 93% of 3.3, uh, we're going to use a calculator here because I just need to at this point in time of the day, my, my brain's a little soupy. So that's, that's a $3 million and $69,000. And we're gonna we're gonna say that of that money, we're gonna sell that other unit for one six, mm -hmm. right? For all intents and purposes. Yep. So we minus one six. So Adam, you're telling me that I'm gonna actually be able to not only am I gonna be able to buy a new house that's brand new, it's gonna have all the colors, all the tiles, all the finishes mm -hmm. that my wife wants. Yep. And your warranty. And my homeowner's warranty, it's going to have a 10-year warranty because I have to for the state of New Jersey. Yep. It's going to be turnkey when I walk into it, and it's going to have to be done by the end of the by the end of the, the holiday anyway, which is right when I'm going to want to move into it, mm -hmm. right, and use it. And it's going to only going to cost me a million, basically a call it a million five. Yeah. And in the well, in these numbers that you're using, that leaves you know, me an you, extra hundred grand, by the way, to furnish my house. Right. If not more. You know, yeah. I, I think we were a little, you know, heavy on these numbers. So um, oh, I, we, we purposely did them heavy just so because bear in mind, we don't want to get sued by anybody for illustrating <laughs> something. Yeah. But here's the here's the way this math works now. And people say, but, but now I'm going to go back to. So, Adam, you can help expedite that process if you were able to find somebody that can do that process. Right. Correct. Yes. But most people don't have a lot of cash laying around. That's a million and a half or two million dollars to be able to buy the house and demo the house and all that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what if I had a product that we could actually show somebody where they can buy that house as a two family, which it already is. Mm -hmm. They're going to buy that house and they're going to buy, they're going to have the acquisition prices, the 1.6, and then they're going to have the construction money, which we talked yep. about is another um, one, you know, 900 to be able to demo it and or yep. retrofit it. So now we're in it for $2.5 million, um, but I can't afford $2.5 million, Sean. You don't have to. Here's the beauty of it. We're going to give you the mortgage for the acquisition price and the first draw. And here's the best part of it is, as long as you have the drawings for the finished house, which Adam, how many of those houses have you done down there, right? Yeah. I, I mean, these architects, you know, they, they call them rack plans because they keep selling the same plans. over. I was just going to say, they could pull the, they could pull the plans off the shelf because the part of the, part of the banking's requirement is going to say, we need to have the approved drawings when you know, but if Adam's done, if Adam's been there 15 years or 13 years, we know that he's going to pull, he's going to pull a drawing off the shelf. He's going to send you an architect he knows. They're going to know exactly what approvals they're going to need or what, what's, what mm -hmm. variances or changes they're going to need from the town yeah. and get those ahead of time. And knowing all that, they can easily come to me and we're going to give them a loan for the acquisition of the property, plus all the construction money and the carrying costs for that property in one, in one loan. Now, what's, yeah. the, what, what, what's the big deal about one loan? Well, if you know anything about closing costs on a million dollar house, 3% of a million bucks is a lot of money. You know, it's not, it's not like it's a hundred grand, it's three grand, it's $30,000. Right. 
So if you can close once and save yourself, you know, $25,000, it's a big deal. Um, and if you can do, and if you can do the construction, as long as it's a, as long as it's an owner occupant, now here's where it gets a little tricky mm-hmm. is you can acquire the house as a two family and you're going to build it. And let's say you wanted to rent the second unit as an owner occupant, mm-hmm. but after renting it for six months to a year, you decide that you might want to go to the DCA and request that you make it a condo. Cause you found it was more advantageous mm-hmm. to sell it as a condo than to keep it as an investment property. Now, do you think somebody would want to do that, Adam? Maybe, kind of, sort of. Happens all the time, right? <laughs> Happens all the time. You might want to decide that, you know what? I don't want to be a landlord. I just want to manage my own property. And I'm going to sell off that other piece at a later time. Yep. And Adam, could you help them do that and expedite that process? Absolutely. Shocking. What a surprise. And, and so, there's one more scenario there too, Sean, which um, help me on the spot, it. but you already own a condo here in Ocean City. Yep. And or, or you know any of the short points for that matter. You're in a two-unit building. You own one of the two, yep. and you may want to buy out your co-owner, yep. or form a JV partnership with your co-owner. Or you could do a third third strategy too, which is, and we're doing this now with with somebody in your in your other office. Let's just say, for argument's sake, I sold Adam. How many how many Adam? How many homes have you sold in Ocean City over the past you know for thirteen years? You think? Hundreds. Now, 50 a year for 50 years, right. 500. Right. Right. And do you think most of them have appreciated pretty well over the years? Well, especially the last few years, right? Right. So the one that you're selling now for one six, right? If I bought that 10 years ago, how much was it? Uh, about 700,000, give or take. 700. So if I own that now and I sold it, I'm going to have a $900 tax, uh, capital gains tax that I'm getting whacked mm-hmm. on it, unless. I knew a smart realtor and a smart mortgage guy who said, Hey, you might want to do a 1031 exchange mm-hmm. and go and Adam, I'm going to help you, you know, let you explain that. Well, I have a, I have a $900,000 house, Adam, and I want to upgrade now to a $3.5 million house, but I need, I need all 900 to put down in order for me to mm-hmm. qualify for this loan. Yep. And my accounts tell me I'm going to have to pay like three or $400,000 in taxes. How do I avoid that? Yeah. Yeah. So we have a CPA we work with who also is a qualified intermediary, they call it, right? So they operate a 1031 exchange company. So it's just an IRS tax code that allows you to defer those capital gains by taking all of that money and using it in the next property. They call it a like kind exchange. And and how much of that, how much equity can I pull out of it? It's the answer is 5%, by the way, is what you can what you can liquidate in cash. But here's the here's the interesting thing is for the for the consumer to understand this. What that really means is like if, if Adam worked at, let's say, let's say, let's say Adam worked at Bear Stearns and he had a 401k and now all of a sudden he goes from Bear Stearns to Lehman Brothers, who is no longer there, but neither one of those companies are still <laughs> vertical anymore. But let's just say he went to Lehman Brothers for argument's sake and he took his 401k. The people at the, at the, at the HR department are going to say, hey, Adam, you got to roll over this money into a qualified investment or you're going to have to pay tax on it. If you don't do it within a certain period of time, you're going to get killed right. with taxes. It's the same exact thing as doing that with real estate. And by the way, here's a fourth way of doing it. Hey, Adam, what if I'm, what if I have um, a lot of cash in my 401k and I'm pissed because it's not really getting a great return on my investment? Can I, can I use that money to buy a house down in Ocean City uh, in, in within my 401k as a qualified investment? Yeah. So, so we actually have another law firm and CPA firm we work with that does what's called a self-directed IRA. They call Yay. it kind of a checkbook IRA, right? You get to do what you want with your money. So what, what we're alluding to is, and most people don't even know this, you can actually hold real estate as a qualified investment within your 401k. It has to be managed by 
and Adam just got done saying he has a company that does it. And what they do is they, they manage your self-managed IRA, but you still have to have an intermediary that manages the money because what happens is, by the way, it has to be rented for a period of time of the year. But in most cases, Adam, even if I own a vacation home and I use it on the shoulder, what, explain the shoulder, the shoulder weeks versus the prime season. Yeah, I mean, usually we're, we're considering most of June, July and August is the prime season. And uh, the company we work with that does this will outline it all for you. But you're, you're right, there's you may not be able to touch that property sometimes personally, depending on how right. you own it. But on the shoulder weeks, let's say I want to use it for like the, the beginning of the season or the end of the season, and I use it. Mm -hmm. um, but either way, if I set that up as my part of my 401k and the money, basically we collect the rent, we put it into the 401k, the managing partner pays out whatever he's got to pay out. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm basically paying myself back, especially because really what I'm in essence doing is taking a loan out of my 401k and then paying it back and replenishing that money, right. um, which is awesome. So we just talked about like, God, five different ways to buy a house or buy an investment property. And we didn't even get to the, probably one of the more interesting ones is what is it, what do the numbers look like if I, if, if I built out that house, I put 25% down, right? which is call it, I don't know, let's just do the math here real quick. So Adam, Adam, we, we buy the house, we own that house now for, what do we say to, it's gonna cost us uh, 1.6 and 900, call it a, a million. I think we're at about well, let's say Let's say two seven, let's say two seven mm -hmm. just to be safe, right? Sure. We got a two seven, we own it, we own it for about two seven and we decide that we're not gonna we're not gonna sell either one of them. We're gonna keep them as investments, right? Mm -hmm. So we own them for two seven. We're gonna put down twenty five percent. Let's just do that math and say we're gonna have twenty five percent in there in equity. Mm -hmm. So I have to find a new piece of paper, by the way, because this is actually really fun. Uh, so six seventy five, and we got two. What is it? Two seven, right? So we got two one twenty five, right? Adam, on a, on a $3 million house, what is the, what's the taxes in Ocean City on something like that, you think? $3 million, you're probably twenty-five dollars to $30,000, depending on where they assess it. So let's say $30,000. So let's say it's, you, got a, you got a $1,500 a month. Is that right? Um, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. You got 1% of the value is, is a good estimate for property taxes. So Okay, so 30 grand divided by, divided by 12, we're probably talking about $2,200 a month. Right, twenty two hundred a month, and and you know insurance is probably another uh, another hundred and like two hundred. Yeah, you probably have about five grand a year in insurance costs. So, so know, let's that, just say about four hundred fifty bucks a month. Yeah, so we'll, we'll say we'll say we have between taxes and everything all in twenty six hundred a month. Okay, and on uh, two million dollars with you know with twenty uh, two million dollars with twenty five percent down, let's just say simple 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 math is about $12,000 in carrying cost between mortgage payment, mortgage payment and interest and all that good stuff. Because remember, we're buying, it's an investment property. It's not a primary residence. So typically mm -hmm. investment properties are going to be three quarters of a percent, a half to three quarters percent higher than mm -hmm. a retail rate. But at 25% down, it's going to run us probably, let's call it 15,000 a month just to be safe. Um, plus 2,600, that's 17,6. Adam, at 17.6 a month, right? And, and by the way, we didn't set this up, so I don't even know if these numbers really work, but we're going to find out in a second. 17.6 times 12, 
and I'm sure Adam's done these numbers backwards and forwards over the years. So we have a we have an um, 17.6. We have a carrying cost of uh, 17.6 times 12, right? 21, uh, 210 to. What is that house? What is that house rent? How many weeks are there that it rents for in prime season? Uh, usually you have about 10 to 12 weeks prime season. So let's say Six 12 weeks. Really how, much is, the rate. how much is the 12? How much is the, is the rent for 12 weeks? Uh, I mean, on, on a yearly basis, you know, you're going to be just under that number. You know, you might be around 90K, you know, per year for per unit on that. So it's 100. So it's 100. That's 180,000. Right. Before we even yeah. before we consider any other weeks. Right. And out of season, would you be able to would you think we'd actually get any kind of cash flow? Out? Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm using as a yearly number, you know, that 90 to 100K, you know, you're considering okay, so that 100K, year, 100K you're going to have some, you know, off-season Airbnb, you know, if you're more right. proactive and you're managing this on your own, yep. you're using Airbnb or some type of Airbnb management company, they're yep. going to get those weekends, books, holidays, that type of stuff off-season, and you'll really maximize your income because they operate it just like a hotel in the sense that the busier you sure. get, the more yeah. they raise the rates. And so let's just use simple math, right? On paper, we break even. Mm -hmm. But if you know anything about investment properties, first of all, we're going to put up about $675,000. We're going to, of the 200 grand a year, we're going to get back about two, about 28 to probably 25% in tax benefits mm -hmm. on that investment. Yep. So of that, you're going to get back almost, um, call it um, 200, we're going to get back, we're going to get back almost $75,000. So they're going to put back on top. So really our, our, our real return is going to be that, that spread is the 75,000 at 75,000, um, you know, 75,000 divided by 675, 11% return on my investment after taxes. Now bear in mind, it's cash on cash, but let's just say, let's just say for argument's sake, we broke even, we didn't even get a tax return. We didn't even get it. We didn't even get any tax. We're not counting any tax benefits. So Adam, why the hell on God's green earth, why invest 675,000 and only get a zero tax and get zero, zero back on my return, just break even. Yeah. Well, if you, if you ignore the tax benefits, you have two things, right? The property is going to appreciate itself, right? And if you're renting it and you have a fixed term loan, the rents go up every single year. But if you have a fixed loan, the mortgage payment isn't going up. Adam, right. we said it a minute ago. How much did the, how much did you sell it to the guy ten years ago for? Yeah, it was like seven hundred thousand, right? I mean, and now it's worth one point. Now it's worth one point six. Yeah. Let's just say you're half right. Let's say it doesn't double. It goes up. It goes up fifty percent. Doesn't go up hundred mm percent. -hmm. At three million, it goes up to four and a half million dollars. Right. At four and a half million dollars, I made a million and a half in ten years on a six hundred thousand dollar investment. I would take that all day long. Um, yeah. I would. And what you're going to do? Um, since we're talking about taxes, everything, you're going to utilize that 1031 exchange again and increase your basis and go into another property. And get it to, and or what a lot of people do that I've dealt with over the years is in many cases, when people get good at it and they, they turn it into a system and it becomes a hands-off system because they have a team of experts. They have me for the mm -hmm. financing. They have Adam for the property management and the acquisition and finding the dirt really um, mm -hmm. and then they have the, then they have a, a distribution channel, which is they have other realtors that can help them to get it rented, which Adam can also help and manage mm -hmm. that property on the short term. 
And Adam, I'm assuming when they're not there and they're in Pennsylvania or New Jersey or wherever, and they're not around, you're their eyes, ears, and, and hands-on person to go drive past the property and go, hey, we're having a storm, but your property's okay today. Here's some pictures, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're that always here as a resource. You know, that relationship doesn't end just because you bought or sold a property. So right. um, we're always here as a resource. You know, we, we do a lot to help our clients. Um, usually I'm recommending that they do some type of Airbnb type rentals on their own in many cases, because that's what they want to do. But we provide them all the tools to get set up with that, you know, the right Perfect. Wi-Fi lock, you know, all the things that you need, the cleaner, whatever it may be to start operating that business. So you give them a, you give them basically a turnkey franchise business in a, in a nutshell without going crazy. Mm-hmm. And how much do you charge for that education? If you will, we don't charge anything for that. So to say that again, real loud, we don't charge. We do not charge anything for that at all. So how do you get paid? I don't understand. Relationships, um, just being here as a resource. I, like I said, I've been doing this a long time. The next time you're ready to move up to a larger property, you're going to call me. Here's the funny thing. Here's how, here's how Adam gets paid. If he makes it as hands-off as possible and makes it as pleasurable as possible, mm-hmm. wouldn't you do it again? Of course you would. It's just yeah. common sense. So, and, mm-hmm. and by the way, that's what I did for many years. People come in my office in Hoboken when I first started there. I had people that were looking to rent a $600 a month apartment for their kid, sold them an $80,000 condo that turned into a $300,000 condo that the last, last one I sold was 1.8 million. I turned it into a four, a, a four unit um, house that they sold for 3.5 million. The guy called me about a month ago and said, you wouldn't believe what that condo turned into. And he showed me the, showed me the, the receipt. Yeah. And he said, his accountant, his, his accountant said, you have to buy another property because you can't retire with that tax gain and plus your, your regular income. Right. So, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of fun when you can do that. And Adam, listen, you're one of the few guys that can have this banter with in this conversation because you understand the numbers faster than I do. Um, and you have the resources between the two of us. We can actually make music for people. Um, what do you think is the one stumbling block that most people get in their own way about? If you can uh, to get past it. Yeah. So, so we, we joke about this sometimes, but they get ready when they're ready. Meaning <laughs> they, they want to do everything once you find the property, but the people that find success is they've prepared before finding the property. Right. So you've alluded to it a few times, having the right team in place. That's the right realtor. You're going to need an architect, an engineer, maybe an attorney, your lender, of course, right? All of these people have to work in harmony, like you said, with the music, right? Yeah. For this to happen. And if you're prepared and you have that great team in place, when you find the right property, you can move very quickly because the biggest problem is, is you will be competing with somebody. You're, it's almost certainly you're, you're not the only person. There's developers and professionals that are out there doing the same exact thing that you Absolutely. might be doing. You're competing with them. Exactly. So it all comes down to your team and the people you have in place and whether you're going to be able to execute fast enough. But, but here's, here's the difference I always found was, so if I'm competing with these people, how am I going to be able to do this, Adam? Mm-hmm. The difference is, is that when an investor does it, they need to make an, they need to make their money on the front end and they need to make a 15, 20% is usually, usually the number is 18%. Between 15 and 18%, other than that, it doesn't make sense. Right. It, it becomes too much of a gamble because you're dealing with very, very large numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what you just got done saying is, I'm doing this for the retail customer and right. where a builder would have gotten paid to do what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I'm, willing to, I'm willing to forego that money to help you to do it again. So that, that's a huge asset, by the way, for you and your team uh, to be able to right. offer that to the consumer. And, and I just want to leave something here in the, I don't want it to be in the green room that we talked about it. This entire 
episode really wasn't supposed to be about this. And Adam said to me before we got in, in the green room, he said, by the way, do you guys, do you guys do this type of transaction? I said, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, that's what I specialize in doing because I understand both sides of the page and it takes, I'll be honest with you, it takes a very, um, there's only, a, there's, there's not a lot of realtors that you can actually have that conversation at, at that speed. And we didn't set any of this up. All the numbers, what we did, we did it on the fly because I know Adam well enough that, you know what, we can do it on the fly. Right. But if I had, there's other realtors, I would never on God's green earth do a recording of this <laughs> before I talk to them, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's kind of faith and that's kind of trust. Like if Adam, and he said to me, he goes, Hey, can you do this? Cause I have somebody we want to talk to. And as much as he's willing to um, make that introduction for me to talk to them, I'm willing to do it in reverse. Um, Adam, listen, you've been a, a tremendous amount of help. How do people get in touch with you? First of all, what's the best way? Yeah. So I think we'll have our contact inf- information below the video, but you can reach me at 609-604-5958. That's direct line um, or surehomesearch.com. 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 Yep. And, um, and Adam, you work at KW Realty. You're a, um, a licensed real estate broker. Um, I just want to put it out there. Um, we are sponsored by U.S. Bank Home Loans. We're the Jimmy Stewart Bank out there, very conservative, unlike some of the stuff that's going on out in the world right now. Um, we take the money from the depositors and we create, uh, we give it to people for their mortgage. Um, we do help investors from one to four families. We do that kind of stuff. And we do provide um, you know, great products, great service, plus 30 years of experience. And we bring people like Adam to the table where not everybody has a resource like Adam to be able to do that. And by the way, I mean, it's one thing to have an agent that does this in a, in a, you know, in a market where it's your primary market and people are buying and selling houses. People think of resort markets as maybe the agents are, you know, maybe they aren't as, as educated or as sharp, if you will. Mm. Right. Adam, on the other hand, is far more astute than most agents that you're ever going to meet. He's probably one of the top 1% in the country. And what he does, obviously you don't get in fortune magazine by accident. Um, Besides, he's got better looking hair than I do. So um, <laughs> other than much, that, right? um, we look forward to seeing you on the other side. Thank you for joining us. And if you have any questions at all, you can get a hold of Adam um, on the show notes that are going to be below. Um, you can get a hold of me if you want. And if you like this or, you, you know, or if there's something you like about it, share it with your friends, share it with yourself. Give us a, give us a testimonial. We appreciate you. Have a great day. Adam, see you later. See you on the other side, sir. See you, Sean. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Top Pros Podcast. If you want to find out more about Sean Chalice and what we do for people and how we can help you, please go to SeanChalice.com. Again, that's SeanChalice.com. Book a free call. We'll have a conversation belly to belly, and we'll see how we can help. Thanks for listening. See you on the other side.